Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 334, recorded live on Saturday, November 16th, 2013. And here are your hosts, the man who needed a little nappy poo, Dave Play. Really? Yes. The man who's going to tell him to suck it up, Nancy boy, Andy Lohai. I mean, the massive headache and, like, inability to think. Okay, yeah, I've had days like that. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, just saying. I thought it was just because you were up late or something. No. Actually, I really wasn't up that late. I got a ton of sleep. Just was very, 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 very tired. I didn't get much sleep. No? No. I needed to get up early. Yep. You had to work this morning. Mm-hmm. You had to work tomorrow morning. Half to work tomorrow morning. Poor ND. <sighs> Nothing like Poor working ND. 12 days in a row. Oh, that does suck. Yeah. 12 days in a row does suck. Yeah. Are yeah, you doing a full eight hours a day? Mm-hmm. Ouch. Getting paid overtime? Well, yes, that's the one bonus. Yeah, you're probably making quite a bit. Well, we'll see when the paycheck shows up. Mm-hmm. So how's your week been, Andy? It's been good. Because I've been fighting with banks all week. Don't let the big bankers win. I mean, they're not going to win. Cause, well, they are to win because I got a loan with them. They always are going to win no matter what you do. Of course. I mean, that's just kind of how society is set up at this point. Yep. Oh, son of a bitch. What? Uh, the curling match going on right now is tied three all into the eighth. Are these like the U.S. qualifiers or something? Yes. Ah. Right now, as of um, Saturday, November 16th. Which you've already said. Yes. Yeah. The Olympic quali- U.S. Olympic qualifying is going on. It will happen today and tomorrow. So by the time you hear this episode, it would have already happened, and we would have known who the U.S. is going to send to Germany to try and get into the Olympics. The U.S. doesn't get an automatic qualifier. The men do not. The women do, though. Well, the women probably do, because I can't imagine there are enough women teams to really fill the bracket. Actually, I'm curious now. I'm still kind of amused that it's an Olympic sport. No, I don't care about the U.S. or Canadian Olympic trials. But yeah, the men sucked it up bad enough the past couple of years that they have to go into a, a pool... Because only the top seven teams in world curling rankings automatically get in. Mm-hmm. And we were eighth. Oh. So close, but so far away. Yeah. So yeah, it would be a little weird if the women are in the Olympics and the men are not. But weird we or amusing? I would say amusing. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'd be a little kind of amused at that. But that is nor here nor there at the moment. Because it's still going on. You know what else is going on? What? The Michigan game. Who are they losing to now? Northwestern. Are they actually losing? Yes. (laughs) Shut up. It's three to six. Let's see how bad Eastern is doing. Oh, we're off this week. So good news. Eastern isn't losing. (laughs) Eastern's not losing this week. 
because they're not playing. Nope. Not sure that counts. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But one can hope. One can say, yes, this week we did not lose. It was a good week. Isn't that like what the, the Soviet Union did when they, they had a race against the U.S.? And it's like, Soviet Union finishes second place, U.S. finishes second to last. There were two people in the race. Oh, ooh. There you go. Yeah, Sorry, yeah that took me a little took, second. Mm-hmm. Okay. So talked about curling i think i'm good you're good should we talk about topics just from talking about curling you're you're good you're like yep that's good (laughs) and i'm spent and done it's week and a half till uh thanksgiving it is and second thanksgiving right behind it since it is the second thanksgiving what do you mean since it is the second thanksgiving because we call it the second Thanksgiving, so it must be second I, in the list. I don't think I've ever put the next to it. I don't know. That sounds weird if I would say that. Hey, where are you going? I'm going to second Thanksgiving. Second Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's what it's always been. I've been going to second Thanksgiving. I've been running second Thanksgiving. I haven't been running the second Thanksgiving. Just been running a second Thanksgiving? Not even a second Thanksgiving. I've just been running second Thanksgiving. You also now sound like you're talking on a telephone. Uh-oh. What'd you do? I made zero changes. <laughs> the joy and glory of recording on the internet. That was also your phone. That was my phone, which is now on silent. Well, we're off to a great start today. <laughs> my phone's on silent, I think. Wait, where is my phone? <sighs> well, let's find out, shall we? Are you going to try and call my phone? Maybe. Alright, while Dave's doing that, I'll start talking about topics that are not related to the PlayStation 4 launch. Okay, do we actually have any topics on here? We have one. I know we have one. Because I posted one. Do you have any other topics about the PS4 launch? No. Alright, Andy. We do have to mention. We have to mention. We have to say it launched. We can't say that we are a gaming and technology-based podcast if we don't mention the PlayStation 4 launch. And the associated hardware failure problems with it. The slight hardware failure problem. The, we don't know how widespread it is yet. Hardware failure problems. We're talking about the one with the HDMI port, right? Yeah, the blue light. Yeah. Yeah. Sony is saying it's under 0.4%. But that remains to be seen, because it's only been out for a couple of days, and we don't know if this is going to start happening to more and more consoles, because they don't know what's causing it. So this may or may not be a news story. I think the fact that they are having hardware failures and don't know what's causing it is a news story. Okay, so outside of the may or may not be hardware issue, is there anything else out of the PS4 launch that would actually be new, uh, news-related, yes. newsworthy? There's, there's a post on there. It starts with Xbox team. Okay. And so the Xbox team actually tweeted using the official Xbox at Xbox Twitter account, and said, congratulations to Sony. Done in all seriousness, with no snark, with no, like, ah-ha-ha, screw you, in good faith, and and just good job and congratulations. Well, because we all remember what happened with the PS3 launch. Best part, Sony replied, 
saying, thank you, and good luck with yours. <laughs> Aw, they're so nice and cordial. Yeah, like, what the hell? Where did this come from? <laughs> I feel like Why Can't We Be Friends should be playing in the background. Or they should be romping slowly through a meadow of flowers, holding I, hands. Not quite, but, I mean, it's still kind of cool. I mean, it's it's nice that they're finally not trying to tear each other down. Okay, so that's all I wanted to say about the PlayStation 4. It, that just seems so odd, though, that it's Microsoft going, hey, nice job. Good job. Yeah, like, seriously, like, these are, these are competitors. These are people who are uh, really, really at each other. I mean, think about what Sony did when they, when they did their second reveal, and like, oh, yeah, and it plays games, and here's how you share a game. So it, it it's kind of nice that they've been able to put everything aside and say, like, hey, so good job. Like, congratulations. You got it out there. Oh, there's sometimes you feel like you should just go back in time. This is... And do what? I don't know. I'm but, curious as to where you're going with this, Andy. Where it just feels like you know, that classic Nintendo versus Sega just, like, fist fight that everybody would have. I mean, they still have that. It's just not Nintendo and Sega. It's usually Sony and Microsoft. And now they're not even fighting. Now the question is, though, in like six months, will then we start getting all the snarkiness back once all oh, the yeah. bugs oh, are... Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is, this is just like a, hey, here, good job. Now I think everybody wants this... Everybody wants all the launches to go as smoothly as possible because it's the holiday season and Sony definitely needs the money. Yeah. Do they? Oh, they definitely need the money. Why does Sony need the money? Did you hear about their last... Well, they were making money, but there was like an $8 billion loss due to their television properties or something. Oops. That's not so good. Let me see if I can... No, I don't care about the post office loss. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, Sony... Oh, that's 2011. Let's see. Fiscal 2012 year was a $6.36 billion loss. No, I, why is everybody losing money? Because they're not. They just get to post that they do. Oh, sorry. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Yeah. Sony cuts full year outlook. Quarterly loss widens. Um, it was a hundred and ninety net loss of $196 million from the previous year. Profits were down. Yeah. Sony blamed the second quarter loss mainly on its movie business, which posted an operating loss of 17.8 billion yen. I don't know what that is. It's about 100 yen to the dollar. Okay. So $170 million. Okay, yeah. So there are issues out with Sony outside of um, the video game. Okay. That's unfortunate for them. Yeah, Sony said, like, we need the holiday season really to help us out here this year. I think they'll do okay. Yeah. And really, like, I was thinking to myself earlier this week, saying, wow, you know, next-gen console launches are upon us, and holy shit, that snuck up on me. Uh, but also, both companies are going to sell very, very well. You know, this whole idea of, like, who's going to win the next-gen war? Microsoft and Sony are going to win the next-gen war. Everybody's a winner? Well, no. <laughs> I didn't say everyone's a winner. I said Microsoft and Sony are the winner. Well, then who's going to be the loser? Because don't you have to have a loser in order to have somebody be a winner? I mean, Nintendo kind of is going to lose. <laughs> and all of us potentially are going to lose. Because of the DRM management and the digital this, that, and the other thing. Right. 
and a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Well, do you want to hear a positive from video game news? Sure. Okay. The Australians did a study mm-hmm. that gave a positive aspect of video games. They help build relationship skills with peers and their parents. Now, is this a study on video games or on games in general? Because it seems like it would apply to games in general. In fact, it seems like it would apply to pretty much any social activity. Games that kids are playing require lots of strategy, require teamwork, and while they're playing, they're chatting about things going on in their life, so it's a social experience at the same time. So, any social activity. Yeah. Basically, what this study showed is that gaming is a social activity. Yes. Evidence suggests children who don't play at all can be socially disadvantaged. Because they haven't had social activities. Yeah. So, it's, this is just about just being social in general, but they use video games specifically. Right. Oh, what a su- surprise. The head of the study said parental involvement was key. Really? I know. Shocking. Involving yourself with your kid <gasps> is, is helpful to their growth? I, I know. That's mind-blowing. I, who, who would have ever guessed, Andy? That's, that's incredible. I know. How much did they get paid for this study? I don't know. Did they get paid is probably the better question, but I... Okay. Anyway, yes, gaming is inherently social. We've mentioned this before. I've said this many times. Just, wow. Yeah. Wow. So let's see, what else is completely uh, not shocking here? Not shocking? Yes. Uh, I do have a a couple that are shocking, actually. This is a funny one, because you and I posted this at the same time, like within seconds of each other. Okay. Sunday delivery. Ah. The U.S. Postal Service has... Did they ever deliver on Sunday? No, I do not believe so. I do believe they always did Monday through Friday. Or Monday through Saturday. Monday through Saturday. Yeah, so there's never been a Sunday delivery. Evidently, (laughs) Amazon has enough clout, at least in two cities, to say, let's do some Sunday deliveries. And the post office has agreed. Now, this is the same U.S. post office that was talking about cutting the Saturday delivery. Yes. What the hell, Andy? Wait, hold on. They used to actually deliver mail on Sundays, but that ended in 1912? Okay, so there was seven days for a while. The early 1900s, the uh, say the religious people uh, decided to campaign to get the Sunday delivery cut off. What the hell, Andy? I don't know. Sunday package delivery. How do we go from we're going to cut it down to five days because we don't have enough money to run it on six to opening up a seventh day? Because Amazon is paying them. Amazon has to be paying them so much. Which is probably less than what FedEx and UPS would charge for Sunday delivery. Just wow. I think the post office would love that too because Monday's at the post office. It's crazy because of all the packages. Yes, and all the mail and everything else. So if you can, if they can cut back part, that was part of the reason why when they said they were going to stop Saturday delivery, I'm like, well, Mondays are going to just be a bear. Right. You, I wonder how many post office people would just walk out the door if they dropped Saturday delivery with how bad Monday would be then. But I can see you get a, you get a couple of 
Well, okay, so yeah, right now they're just doing it in New York and L.A., so I'm curious how they would set up the routes for that. Well, it, they won't have to go to every house. No. I mean, if they start borrowing, like, UPS's uh, software to generate the routes. I don't know. Because everything is ingrained in the running of the routes for the post office. Like, it's a big deal if a route changes. It's, like, a huge deal. Okay. So maybe they just will have temporary workers who did work on Saturday just come in on Sunday and just run the route. But if they're only delivering packages, you could probably run most of the routes in an hour, hour and a half tops. It's probably what they're doing. I love how all the people, when when this was announced, a lot of the websites were like, well, why doesn't Amazon just buy the post office? I, I don't think people realize how big the U.S. post office is. It's huge. But evidently Amazon, because I mean, and it might not be that they could do this all over. It might just be big cities where there's enough uh, density to drive this. Yeah, because being a mail delivery person, as a rural carrier, it's a completely different thing compared to the city carriers. Right. It It's literally night and day, and they're literally like separate unions, separate rules, whole nine yards. Right. So. But damn, that's really cool. That would be... I want Sunday deliveries. <laughs> that would be nice. That would be so cool. Because I always hate that, where you're like going to order something on Friday, and you're like, well, two-day delivery is not going to get me anything. Cause I still I mean, gotta wait. Amazon Prime. Two-day delivery is free. I know. But if you didn't have Amazon Prime, and comparing other websites... Yes. Even though, you know, almost everybody just uses Amazon now. So many people using Amazon. Except for one lady Uh who used a website called ClearGear.com, spelled with a K. ClearGear with a K? With a K. Because the other ClearGear was taken? Probably. I don't know. Yes. The other ClearGear is a sports spray disinfectant sold at Dick's Sporting Goods, which, by the way, uh, there are funny stories about Dick's Sporting Goods and their website. You're not going to share with the class? Well, Andy, if, if you were Dick Sporting Goods, what would your website be? Oh! It would be DickSportingGoods.com, of course. Yes. But what website do you think everyone would go to? Dick's.com. Which, until recently, was not owned by Dick Sporting Goods. <laughs> oh, that'd be bad. Yeah. Okay, ClearGear.com. With a K. Which looks like a website that was thrown together in 20 minutes. Hold on, I haven't actually... Even has that little website. thing at the bottom, like, as seen in NBC, New York Times, Sirius Satellite Radio, that you can't click on any of them. It's just an image. Usually when, when you have a bar like that, it takes you to the link. That is the review. Right, okay, so, yeah, this Clear Gear website. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was ordering something for her husband... For Christmas, I do believe. And um, it never arrived. Oh. And so the transaction was automatically canceled by PayPal. So wanting an explanation, she tried calling the company, could never reach anyone. And then she tried emailing, nothing. So she became frustrated and wrote a negative review on ripoffreport.com. Mm-hmm. Sure. She says there's absolutely no way to get in touch with a physical human being and that they have horrible customer service practices. Yeah. Which okay. they, they pretty much do. Yeah. 
Three years. Three years. Yeah. Later, her husband got an email from Clear Gear demanding the post be removed or they would be fined for $3,500. What? $3,500? Yes. Okay. What was their reasoning? Well, because... Um, in its terms of sale and use page on its website, yeah, there is a non-disparagement clause, which says, in an effort to ensure fair and honest public feedback, and this is the entire thing, let me just read this all the way through, um, to ensure fair and honest public feedback and to prevent the publishing of libelous content in any form, your acceptance of this sale contract prohibits you from taking any action that negatively impacts ClearGear.com its reputation, products, services, management, or employees. Should you violate this clause, as determined by ClearGear.com in its sole discretion, you will be provided a 72-hour opportunity to retract the content in question. If the content remains in whole or in part, you will be immediately billed for $3,500 U.S. dollars for legal fees and court costs until such complete costs are determined in litigation. Should these charges remain unpaid for 30 calendar days from the billing date, your unpaid invoice will be forwarded to our third-party collection firm and will be reported to consumer credit reporting agencies until paid. Wow. I would like to point out this is no longer on their terms of service. What a shocker on that one. Yeah. You mean the internet heard about this and then got upset and then maybe they decided to remove it? Oh, wow. What a shocker. Wow. Wait. What? Return guidelines. Big, bold, red letters. Do not refuse a package and return to us. Uh, refuse packages will be charged 15% restocking fee. Items damaged in transit. Please refuse delivery. <laughs> this is a terrible website. And it's based in Granville, Michigan. What? Yep. Son of a bitch. Where are you? Cleargear.com. Yeah. Just south of Grand Rapids. It's like an hour's drive north from you, Andy. Less than an hour drive north. Well, it's on the west side of Grand Rapids. Okay. I've got a dozen eggs in my refrigerator. Don't. (laughs) I wonder if they're actually there. There's just like this empty warehouse that doesn't have any label on Google Maps. This is like a super shady site. Uh, yeah, no. So what, I mean, so so what happened to this woman? Did she pay? Um, I'm not exactly sure what happened with the rest of the story. Hold on, let's look at Salt Lake City's KUTV's news website, where the uh, story originally broke. What a surprise, a First Amendment attorney in Salt Lake City was asked to weigh in on the story, and he said, I think this is outrageous. I've never seen anything like it, okay? Oh, she contacted Ripoff, RipoffReport.com to ask that the post be removed? Mm-hmm. But RipoffReport.com would not her, let her without paying $2,000. What? <laughs> so either you have to pay 3500 because you posted something, or 2000 to have it removed? That's what it sounds like. Can I put a ripoff.com notice on ripoffreport.com? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's terrible. God. And now she's, they're getting um, 
rejection letters because the, the I guess it got to the point where it actually they reported it to the credit bureaus. So now there's a ding on their credit rating. Yeah, but that can get taken care of. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of legwork and phone calls, but you can get that dismissed. God. Is this the future where companies can just stick something like that in their things and say, well, you you didn't read our terms of service, therefore... Even though you said you read our terms of service. Yes and no. I mean, yeah. That's what I liked, the one thing with Microsoft's terms of service update that on the Xbox that I just did recently, because it honestly, in the beginning, it said, here's what's changed. And it was nice, big, bold, two bullet points. There's this. But is that this. all that changed? True. They could be pulling some underhanded, shady stuff. That you have to go and find out. Yeah. But I don't want to read that frickin' terms of service. I don't care if there's a frickin' bust strike. Or if there's an act of God, whether or not Xbox, Xbox Live is not responsible for acts of God. Well, no, duh. <laughs> Teamsters Union is striking, so we're going to shut up. What? Granted, if they're out in San Francisco, that actually is uh, um, going on right and now. And the Xbox is not in San Francisco. I know, but I'm saying, but right now in San Francisco, there's an actual bus and train strike oh, going on? yeah. The Bay Area Transit System. Yeah. Bay Area Rapid Transit, I believe is what it's called, the BART. BART. Much so, better than the, the, what was it, the Seattle something urban transit? Oh, the slut? Yep. Oh. So, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of Microsoft, yeah. we all knew that Balmer's leaving. We talked about yeah. it on the show. Um, somebody at the Wall Street Journal interviewed Balmer about his exit from Microsoft. Which, you know, would be nice to actually read, but since it's the Wall Street Journal... Behind a paywall. Yeah. Womp, womp. But the gist of it is, he basically said, I was part of the problem. Whoa! I mean, once you're already... Your, your severance package is already decided, <laughs> and they're looking for your replacement. Yeah, I guess you could go in there and say that. Yeah. It's like, He's, yep, I kind of screwed up and got paid a lot of money to do it. He was the quote-unquote pattern that had to break to reshape the company. Well, good thing that he's getting out of it. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that's true. Once you, know, once you get all your money in hand, then you can say whatever the hell you want to say. Yep. Oh, poor Balmer. I think he had a good run, so it's not like he's, you know, leaving in shame. I'm just glad he was, you know, doing the thing going, you know, I'm... Was actually part of the problem. Did he say, like, what he was He was a problem? Like, why he was part of it? Well, they were trying to push him to readjust the company into more along the lines of a devices and services company. I don't know what the hell that means, since technically Microsoft builds devices and has services. So I don't know what the transition of that means. But he said his own way of thinking was slowing it down. Slower than it needed to be. So he basically he's saying, like, we needed new blood. I was the old crotchety guy in the back that I mean, to leave. he has been there for a very long time, like the beginning. So what else we got going on here? We have cubits. Not cubert, but cubits. So we're talking a length of measurement? No, no. That's, I mean, that is also a cubit, <laughs> but that's a C-U-B-I-T. Okay, what are these? This is a qubit as in a quantum bit. So it's with a Q. It is literally with a Q. Okay. The letter Q followed by the word bit. 
Or how about Q-U-Bits? No, just Q-Bit. the heck would a Q-U-Bit? Well, I'm looking at your article here, and then it says quantum computing will change the world, but currently it's just impossible. Q-Bits, comma, the bits that power quantum yeah, computing. Yeah, no, it's, that's wrong. <laughs> Shouldn't be Q-U. It's, it's typically referred to as a Q-Bit. Okay. But in any case... Uh, one of like this is the fundamental building block of quantum computing is having a qubit, a quantum bit. Uh, but the the quantum bits that they've been able to create in labs, which is awesome, but still very very new, have only been stable for like three minutes tops at sub zero temperatures. Okay. And you know, they, running a computer at you know absolute zero is kind of hard to do. Yeah, little little energy inefficient. Yeah. Uh, Not exactly something for home computing. No. But the newest qubit, the newest quantum bit, lasted a full 39 minutes at room temperature. Ooh. Don't you go, woo. This is incredible and amazing and awesome. A bit lasted for under an hour. Go team. When that bit previously had lasted for three minutes... With a little bit of training, Andy, you could have held your breath longer than that bit existed. True. Now, 40 minutes. Where it goes from there, who knows. But I thought it was cool. Also cool, also terrifying, Watson. No, Watson's, Watson's pretty cool. Watson is back. What? Uh-oh. Is there another Jeopardy episode? Because that would be hilarious. That would be amazing, but why would they need to when Watson already beat the world champions of Jeopardy? They beat the world champion. Okay, this is what we need to do. Is get because you know Watson had that huge. Remember Alex Trebek took a tour of like the actual like like twenty racks or something that housed quote unquote Watson. Mm-hmm. They need to get Watson down to a single rack. Why? For the challenge of it. To actually get Watson so they don't have to build a special Jeopardy studio for Watson, but just wa- have Watson just be human-sized. Well, a big human-sized. I'm scared, like, I'm terrified of the repercussions of that. If you can get Watson down from, you know, a room down to a single rack. It's what, how computing has happened. You just gotta, you know, keep going with it. it it'll happen eventually. But in any case, their IBM is is discussing opening Watson to the public. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> yeah, well, neither is putting Watson on a single rack. I think that would be interesting. Putting Watson on the internet. We all know what happened when Watson got his hands on the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> started swearing like a freaking sailor. Yep. Like, oh, all these new words. But they're they're going to put in an API. Huh. To access Watson. Now the question becomes, does Watson understand, because Watson handles natural language, which is words, which is why I could do well on Jeopardy. Right. Because it's all just words. Right. How well does Watson handle other languages? Besides English? Yeah. I don't know. That's an excellent question. <laughs> Maybe Watson could answer that. <laughs> I don't know if Watson can handle other languages. So, Andy, what I need you to do is contact IBM and ask, how does Watson handle other languages? Okay, don't look up IBM and then Chinese. (laughs) 
What? Seems there's a lot of people who, who are researchers for IBM who are Chinese. So you're trying to trying to see if Watson knows other languages. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting anything. Yeah, so I'll, I'll have to contact um, somebody at IBM about that. Okay. Which I'm not sure when that's going to happen, but you know. But it's on your list. Yes. So of things to do, or we'll just you... wait for some announcement of like Watson is now available in multiple languages. Yeah. So the. What would you want to use Watson for? Well, the first one that comes to mind immediately is one that Watson's already kind of being used for, which is the medical field, which is that if a programmer at U of M hospital uh, wrote just a, a function call that sent like a doctor's note out to Watson and said, is there anyone with similar situations? Oh, or it's kind of like you go to the hospital and it would ask you, how are you feeling? Please select the following words that would describe how you're feeling. What's That'd wrong? That would be kind of cool. <laughs> What's wrong? My tummy hurts. Is it a sharp pain or a dull pain? What kind of pain is it? Sharp, stabbing, throbbing, dull? Um, I don't know. What would you use what Watson for? Why there's a dog in our building. Why, uh, Andy? Sorry, there's Focus. not supposed to be animals in our Focus. Building. Okay, sorry. What would you use Watson for, Andy? I don't know. He's... <sighs> I bet you somebody's trying to use his natural language ability to study what people are saying to predict stock levels or something. be a pretty easy, not easy, but nice use of it. Yeah. If you could manage that be kind of cool. I don't know. He, it's Watson is smart, but it's smart in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. You already know he's good at trivia games, so that one doesn't work. Have Watson play Quiz Bowl. <laughs> uh, he would just destroy everybody. I wonder, can Watson handle things like analogies? I think so. We'll can, find out. Right, Watson right do up. critical and lateral thinking? I don't know. You're the programmer out of the two of us. Yeah, well, but I don't work on Watson. Well, now you could, though. No, I couldn't. I couldn't work on Watson. I could work with Watson. True. Which is also scary. Oh, please, 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 I hope they call this API Holmes. Oh. But the, no, they said that Watson wasn't named for that Watson. Huh? They said the original, it was named for somebody at IBM who had the name Watson. Okay. They can continue to use that, but they should really name this API the Holmes API. Because it works with Watson. Get it? Get it? So the FCC... Yes! ...wants to know how your internet you know, is doing. I saw this, and I saw a bunch of like big announcements across a ton of websites. Well, FCC releases this app. I'm, I, I thought to myself, they're missing something. They're missing the the the... The prefix on releasing. The FCC is not releasing their app. What are they doing then? They are re-releasing their app. Do you not remember this? I thought they had an app to run on your, or a program to run on your computer to look at. Am I the only one who remembers that the FCC for like two years had an app that did a speed test? For mobile platforms? Yeah, on Android. I had the damn thing. And then one day they said, like, okay, we've collected enough data. We're shutting the app down. I said, no. 
Am I coming from an alternate universe, or do I have alternate memories or something? I don't know. All I know is there's an app out now where they want to know, and I've already got it on my phone. Yeah, I've I've already got it on mine, because I had it on mine (laughs) the first time they released it, years and years ago. I'll just say I believe you. And I can see you right now doing the like he's cuckoo. No, I, I don't doubt you. There are many things that Kate has proven that my recollection of previous events should not be trusted. So I do not doubt that I might not remember something. I know this app used to exist. I wonder if it's in my list somewhere. Yeah, here it is. Used to be, it was from a, a company called Ookla. Which are the same people who do speed tests, evidently. And it was the FCC mobile broadband test. Oh. So it's not the same program. It was for the FCC. Okay, well, this one is new, and it just came out. Yep. It does the same thing, but it's a different app. Yep. Uh, The old one was for broadband.gov. Ah. So the new one... Uh, actually just does speed tests every so often without you having to do anything. Yes. And it's there for, like, what kind of coverage is there and what providers are there and who's giving service to what areas. And how good is that service? Let's see. My LTE coverage has a download speed of 37.4 megabits per second and an upload speed of 9.39 megabits per second. Why am I not uploading the podcast through my phone? Because you don't want to push the podcast over your phone? I don't know. I'm definitely not using, you know, anywhere near my two gigabytes of data, so... This would help. <laughs> this, I would definitely, definitely this, help. This would get you a lot closer to your two gigabytes of data. Well, no, the podcast is only like 20-some-odd megabytes. Oh, that's not too bad. No, yeah. Let's see. So far this month, I have used 127.2 megabytes. And we're halfway through the month. Yeah. Okay. What else? Uh, what else do we got going on here? Oh, the Humble Indie Bundle. Store. Store. It's the Humble Indie Bundle. I'm not sure they're really indie anymore. No. It is the Humble Bundle now, and now it's the Humble Bundle Store. The store will set a price for the game, so it's no longer name your own price. Send 75% to the publisher, 10% for itself, and the last 15% to charity. Oh, look, Thoughts? the Rogue Legacy game is on there. Yeah, many games are on there for pretty cheap right now, actually. They're having a bit of a sale to kick off store. Uh, are there Steam keys? I'm using what? Are there Steam keys? Oh, yeah, yeah probably. Via Steam for paying $6 or more. The kind of amusing thing to me is that they're, like, the, uh, the prices and, like, the sale price on their store page are steams i mean if you look at the the page and you look at steam it's the same kind of color schemes no hold on i'm still going yeah you know yeah i can see that like almost exactly the same color schemes yeah rogue legacy is only 750 prison architect is only 20 bucks super hexagon is is only one dollar paper please is only six i want to try that at some point what is papers please it's an 8-bit game that's sort of... 
Adventure gamey? Yeah, adventure gamey. Okay. You're basically a border agent, and you're given, um, using only documents provided by the travelers themselves, and your country's primitive systems, you must decide who can enter and who is, you know, a smuggler, or a spy, or a terrorist sort of thing. Huh. Yeah, I've been kept on hearing about it, so I want to try it out, but, you know, it's hard to, if there's no demo for it. Well, yeah, okay. A lot of these actually have Steam keys. Yeah. Well, because it's the humble store. Yeah. They're going to give you a Steam key and a Desura key. <laughs> so one of those you'll actually use. Yes. So tell me about this dinner. Okay, so in London, there's a dinner that's based off of the prisoner's dilemma. This is the betrayer's banquet. Yes. Okay. So, you know what the prisoner's dilemma is, where, you know... Yeah, if we both say the other guy didn't do it, we both go free. If or, like, we get minimum sentence. If we tr- uh, betray the other one, we get maximum sentence. They get maximum, and we get to go free, and... If we both betray, then we both get the maximum. Yes. Okay, so this dinner, you have, um, I do believe it's 20 people at an extremely long table, all right? And Mm -hmm. you randomly get seated somewhere on the table. Or it might actually be 13 or 12, something like that. So you get king probably down to two, right? So like a deck of cards. Yeah. King, queen, jack, and all the way down, that sort of thing. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five. Yeah. yeah. Depending on how high you are is the quality of the food. Mm. So we're talking like if you're in the king spot, you're getting like filet mignon and the, the food to the nines. Okay. High quality gourmet stuff. If you're at the bottom, you're probably getting like dog food or something. I hope it's not that bad. But yes, but you're, you're getting get really just, bad stuff. Yeah, really bad food. And so during the dinner probably, I'm guessing, between the different courses, you get to play Prisoner's Dilemma with the person sitting across the table from you. Because it's a long, narrow table, and so two people are at the very bottom of the table, one on each side, and then works all your way up. You play a goblet to cooperate and an actual dagger to betray them. So if you both play the goblet, you both move up five seats. If you both play the dagger, you both move down five seats. But if one of you plays the dagger, the other one plays the goblet, one player moves up 10, the other one moves down 10. I don't know if it's 10 seats or 10 points. Because 10 seats, you said there's 20 people. You're right. Okay, so maybe it's not 10 seats. I think it's it's a point system. All right. So it's a dinner that involves Prisoner's Dilemma based off of where you sit on this table. Oh, yeah, this table looks longer than I expected. I think it's got at least 16 seats on a side. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, it looks like 20 or 25 on a side. Yeah. Wow. So, Andy, you and I are never allowed to do this together. (laughs) I mean, we... Oh, man. Something like this, I would... If you and I managed to get opposite each other, I could stick to a always play the goblet. And I would trust you to do the same. But there are very few people in this world that I would trust like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love how the last sentence, or the last two sentences say, those of us in the highest ranks at the end of the evening were given a scroll unlocking access to the next level. So I'm guessing there's like... Another... A cha- there's a champion's table. What? If you probably play well enough, and you end the, the game on the high end of the table, 
my guess is you get invited back with all the other people who have done this and ended up on the high end of the table. So then it starts getting even more cutthroat because you got everybody who knows how to play the game playing against each other. Oh, it's both a brilliant and terrifying idea at the same time. Secret location to be announced the day before we start. How much does this thing cost? Holy shit. What's the price? 82 pounds. Ooh. Plus 16 pounds value added tax. You're looking at 99 pounds for the whole thing because it's 82.50 and 16.50. What's the pound to dollar value right now? 99 GBP to USD is $160. This is $160 per person. Includes an eight-course banquet, alcoholic drinks, and a show. Perhaps you'll feast with Ermond Kings or else with Wretched Pauper's Dine. By Goblet's Grace or Dagger Swing shall Lord and Beggar's Paths entwine. This is amazing. (laughs) They do private functions, too. Oh, yes, because nothing would, you know, be great for a work outing. A work outing or a group of friends. (laughs) I don't see that biting anybody in the ass. It is essentially Satan's dinner party. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So, Dave, what I need you to do for second Thanksgiving... (laughs) Is organize... Yeah, no. (laughs) Like, I feel bad enough if I would even bring cash and guns to second Thanksgiving. Cash and guns? All right. Played with cash and guns. Uh, There is a game that I've got out here that I could see bringing, which is called um, Resistance. Have you heard of it? No. How long does it take to set up? Like three minutes. How long does it take to play? Like five minutes to half an hour. Okay. Why? Because when Hans was asking me those questions, in my head I'm sitting there thinking like, most of the games that I somehow get roped into playing with you and Brendan and such take a long time. Well, because you come out for two and a half, like you have a two hour drive, two and a half hour drive. You're not going to come out two and a half hours to play a game of zombie dice. Yeah, but still, they're long games. Runebound, Twilight Imperium. Yeah. Diplomacy. Yeah, they're pretty long. (laughs) Yeah. But those aren't all. I mean, Fleet isn't that long a game. No, sometimes even Catan goes a little long. And that game is built for somebody to finally win at some point. I mean, we could play Monopoly. Monopoly actually goes really fast if you use the If you the play actual... the right rules, like the yeah. actual rules, the bidding. Yes. Yes. Right, anyway, um, we should start wrapping this up. Okay. Uh, any other topics that we want to talk about? I'm pretty good. I think I'm good. Okay. Oh, one more that's kind of like a WTF. Yeah. Arizona courts just approved the Arizona Power Company to charge people a tax for having solar panels on their house. What? Like, oh, because the the power company is required to buy the power that those solar panels are producing. Okay. So the the idea is if I put solar panels on my house, right? Yes. And you don't have any on yours. Yes. It's not fair to you because the cost of the utility is being offset by you. Now, this is kind of stupid, because what it really means is your power should be cheaper. Yes. Because I'm providing the power. 
But, yeah. So now I would get a fine. Not really a fine, but a tax. Because I have solar panels. Yeah. As I said, kind of a WTF. The utility spent $3.7 million to promote its argument in the case. Yep. Which is probably more money than they will make from the tax. Probably. God damn. You see, it's so much easier, though, if you just do the net metering. with a so- there, it, It's so much cheaper to implement that than to try and actually set yourself up off the grid. Because then you'll need a whole battery system to store the energy. You'll need power inverters to switch it from a DC storage to an AC current. And you're going to have to have some pretty nice sine wave power inverters to handle everything. It's... It's just so much easier just to take your power things and just literally just plug it into the main. Mm-hmm. It's not that simple, but that's basically what you do. God, stupid power companies. Yeah. Oh, speaking of electric cars. Sorry. Electricity. Um, Renault, French car maker, made the um, Zoe electric car, Z-O-E. Mm-hmm. When you that buy, be the Zoe? Maybe. When you buy it. The battery is not included in the price. Ooh. Instead, you sign a rental contract for the battery from the car maker. Ooh, that's not cool. The contract contains a clause saying that Renault has the right to prevent your battery from charging at the end of the rental period. This is DRM for cars, isn't it? Yes. If you also fall behind on paying the rent for the battery, they also can shut it off remotely. This is... wow. Wow. That's not good. No. I would just, I love that one line in here where it says, like, okay, what happens if you lose your job? Therefore, you cannot pay the rent on your car battery. Therefore, they shut down the battery of your cars. Therefore, you cannot use your car, you know, to to drive around and try and find another job. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What do you got, Dave? What do I got? We got Beat Hazard. Beat Hazard. Are we talking now, like Dr. Dre beats, or are we talking like beats the root vegetable? Like Dr. Dre beats, like music. Okay. Do you remember the game Audio Surf? Yes. Of course you do, because it was part of the Potato Bundle. Yes, yes I do. And that's and, like the only song I've played on Audio Surf. Hey, that's a good game. In fact, they're working on Audio Surf too. Uh, but no, I'm just audio... saying I have not played any other song. Right, but I'm saying you should. I don't have... Ugh. God, you know how big my music library is? Then pick a song or put it on random. <laughs> True. So Audio Surf was, was kind of one of the, the leads in this genre of music-defining games in the sense that the game itself, it, the, the levels are program, programmatically generated from the song. Okay. So Beat Hazard has that same idea. It's a game driven by music. And it's your music. It's whatever music you want. Like, you get to load your own songs. But it's uh, a Asteroids-style game. You know, you're the ship in the center. It's twin joysticks, so you shoot around you and you move in all directions. And the enemies, the enemies' tactics, the weapons, the bosses, are all driven by the music. And your weapon. Your weapon is also driven by the music. In my head... I'm yep. looking at these screenshots, and I'm just thinking of another game. Do you know what game that is, Dave? What game? Geometry Wars. Very similar. <laughs> it's Geometry Wars laced with music tendency. Which there was a lot of music 
in geometry wars. In geometry wars. Right. But this is like it doesn't just happen to be timed with the music, it's driven by the music. So your weapon during a loud, forceful section of the song is really powerful. Like you're shooting tons of bullets. Gotcha. But then the volume shrinks down and so does your beam. So what I'm hearing is I need to play a lot of death metal. Death metal is fantastic for this game. You will rock out. Uh, but you know, other songs were like, there's this quiet solo. Well, that quiet solo, instead of being this nice relaxing piece, now becomes the like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, I can't kill anything. So what I'm hearing is the 1812 Overture, for most of it, would suck at this game until you get to the end where you get church bells and cannons going off, and then the game is amazing. Yep. Okay. There's an endless mode. Oh, God. Where it just cycles through your songs. Uh, my favorite thing to do is, do you remember the, the DDR Mega Mixes? Yes. My favorite thing to do is just plug one of those in and sit oh, down God. for half an hour before I die. <laughs> oh, God, it's so hard. Because that way, you know, every time it's a song, it the, the music kind of slows and stops, and then it picks up again. So it's that, like, ten seconds of panic. <laughs> so, it is. Oh, it even has iTunes and M4A. Oh, okay, that's another. You have to pay a dollar to work with iTunes? Is that what it says? Hmm? I, I don't know. I haven't. Yes, there's a, a plug-in so that it works with iTunes. Okay, so right now it just works with MP3 files or? Yep. Okay. Just your file structure. But it's worth it. It really is worth it. So I would have to pay $11. Or you could use the Steam Family Share and try it from my computer. Also true, except all of my audio files are in AAC. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work with this. Because I, I have that part. Like I, I'm pretty sure I bought that plug-in. Okay. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out at some point. So if you liked Geometry Wars... You will enjoy Beat Hazard. Okay. And, I mean, you can always wait for it to go on sale. True. Very, very true. Oh, dear. It's almost Thanksgiving. Yes, which means the holiday sale is coming up. Oh, dear. Okay. Buying a house, I'm buying a house, I'm buying a house, I'm buying a house. (laughs) You know what the biggest problem with buying a house is? You have to buy a house? No. I have a bank account right now that has tens of thousands of dollars in it. Are you saying, Dave, that you have absolutely no self-control? Andy, I'm buying a house. <laughs> yes, but you're Take also Take that saying- as you want. <laughs> Some things are just so obvious now. Buying a house. Can't spend money. All right, Dave. Random topic time. Random topic? Yes. What's the random topic? Actually, it has to do with a house. A tree house. A tree house? Dun dun dun! Not a treehouse of horror, no. Oh, those are good episodes. When was the last time you watched an episode of The Simpsons? A couple months ago. Okay. It's actually one of the random topics. Is something along similar to those lines? Okay. Anyway, this random anyway. topic: treehouses. Did you want a treehouse when you were a little kid? Yes. We had one when we lived in in Ann Arbor wasn't really a treehouse, though. It was basically like a, a wooden box up on stilts. Because <laughs> that sounds safe. Well, if you got, as long as you got cross members going, it should be safe. Right. Sure. <laughs> totally doesn't sound safe at all. <laughs> all I'm saying is you just got to get cross members so the legs don't flay all out. Yeah. 
and you don't get, you know, wind. So, to- so you had a treehouse, sort of. You had a treehouse-ish figure. Until we moved to Celine. And then the treehouse itself was deposited in the backyard, but never actually erected. So it was just... It just sat there, didn't it? It just sat there, yes. For how long? grass. Oh, for many, many years. Until how long? I, I don't actually know how long. I don't remember. But I remember at one point I used to... Because uh, it actually had like a shingled roof on this thing. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was fun to just like climb up the box since it was on the ground and just walk around on the roof um, until one time the, the roof caved in while I was on it. Oops. And then basically at that point, I think it sat around for like two more years and then we finally got rid of it. Wow. But yes, I would like, you know, an actual treehouse. I wonder if I could put a treehouse. There are some trees at the top of the hill in the backyard, and if you could put a treehouse in those trees, you'd have a view of, like, the entire city of Verona. But also, it depends on the tree, though. Yes. Depends on the tree. Also depends on whether or not those trees are on our property. Laura is saying they are not. Probably can't put a treehouse up there. You could plant a tree, and then there are actually rules about planting trees. What? Yeah, it's weird. Owning a house is weird, Andy. <laughs> so rules about planting trees? Yep. I know you should always be careful about how big the trees get, because you gotta worry if they're too close to the house. I think it's something like the roots are about the same size as the reach of the branches. The branches. Uh, it depends on the tree. So you gotta be careful to make sure the roots don't actually go into your... Uh... Remind me at, at second Thanksgiving to show you the roots of the maple tree in my parents' backyard. Did they start to, you know, get into your drainage system? No. Oh. But remind me to show you the roots of the maple tree. Okay. All right. Yes, I wanted a treehouse. I never had one. I never had a tree that would really support it. That said, what would I have done with the treehouse? I probably wouldn't have gone up there. I wouldn't have sat in it. My basement was my treehouse. It, no, yeah, that basically was. <laughs> We'd show up at Dave's house. Let's go downstairs. Yeah. Go downstairs. That, like, that was it. That's what happened when people came over. We went downstairs. Unless we were playing Diplomacy, and then that was in the middle room, and then everybody went everywhere. Everyone went everywhere. Including outside. Yes. But did I have... No, didn't really have a treehouse. I had a box. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There was no trees involved. That's it, then? I do believe so, yeah. Did you... Did you no, didn't have one. Didn't have one. Nope. Okay, cool. Bye, everyone. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.